And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, a faithful man is hard to find. A faithful woman is hard to find. Not many in most leadership roles are faithful. So how can we spot a faithful person? Is it, is it because of what they wear? No, no chance. Is it because of what they say? Sometimes. But mostly it's because what they do in one thing above everything else. They fear God. And it shows in what they do and in what they say and in how they breathe. And if you look, we can tell. Next, I came up with a great idea. Have you ever had that thought? Where you got, I've come up with a brilliant idea. Have you ever had that thought? I've had it. I didn't say they were all brilliant. I just said I came up with it before. Uh, do you want to hear my idea? All right, you ready? Well, I have an idea. You think I'm kidding? Okay, watch. Uh, if you use this to get famous, okay, you have to send your tithes and offerings to He Must Increase Ministry. Okay, fair enough. All right. Paper towels, right? Just follow me. Paper towels. They're perforated, right, in the squares. I say that they should have paper towels that are perforated in circles for bowls so that you don't have to have a square sheet over a round bowl. I'm just, just my idea. Have you seen that before? It's my idea. 25 years ago I came up with that idea. I'm so bright. But guess what? Without God, nobody has any good ideas. So we're going to find that out in the scripture. And finally, do you remember the lady, uh, Rachel Do uh, Dolezal or Dolez, Dila, Dola, Dola, you know, that lady? Uh, it's not probably ringing a bell to too many people. She's the gal that pretended to be black and was in charge of the NAACP organization, but she's white. <laughs> so she claimed on CNN that she was black because she felt black. Now, how absurd can a person be? She lied about who she was. Shocker. That's why there needs to be evidence of a person's life and history. Just ask Pocahontas Warren. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics. Dave, did, did you make a political statement in that beginning? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, I did. Entertainment and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Not Captain Crunch, but David. 
at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. But you can text us like we're getting another call on that number. We need people to text on that number, 214-210-8483. You can also uh, call us live. See, now here's the call number, 972-445-0770. It's 972-445-0770. Now, when you call, 972-445-0770, there's something special that happens. It's almost like it's just a special moment in life because then you get to talk to Captain Chris. Let me tell you what it's like to talk to Captain Chris, even just to say hi. It's like you just finished the big workout, and now you're done, and you are just feeling like, yes! That's what it's like to talk to Captain Chris. And then you will be... You better deliver. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, no pressure. I'll try. Okay. No pressure or anything. It's like as they talking to you. It's like, you know, walking into anywhere, getting free everything. You just got to deliver. Uh, bottom line, you might have a thought, an opinion, a comment, or a question. It's okay. Any of those things are okay. Okay? It's not a kvetch fest. It's not a place for you to go, me, me. I'll get you some cheese for that wine, but we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is encouraging one another, strengthening one another, lifting one another up, but staying true to the word of God. Even if you have a difference of an opinion, if something that's said that helps you seize upon drawing closer to God, then that's why you're listening. That's just that simple. That's what we pray every single day that that would happen for people. So if you have a prayer request and you want other people to join you in prayer, don't hesitate, reach out. If you've got a praise report, don't hesitate, reach out. If you have an answer to Bible trivia like this one, here we go, Bible trivia, get ready. I'm going to lay it out before you. What name did the Israelites give the bread from heaven? What was the name given for the bread from heaven? The Israelites. So you're talking Old Testament. Don't be thinking new. Thinking Old Testament. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We do have somebody calling in. Again, you have this opportunity to answer. What did the children... I just want to say Joanne and Cordelia have given multiple images to go with theirs. I just want to point that out. Uh, What name did the Israelites give the bread from heaven? You'll have that chance before we get there. I do want to point out one thing that you guys uh, may not be uh, aware of. So I have my classes that are winding down. I'm going to be getting an A in this last class. I have one more class and then my defense. So if about six or seven weeks from now I seem a little uppity, I would think that you could understand I'm a little uppity. (laughs) Probably. Odds are probably pretty good. Also, during this week, it is Mother's Day on Sunday, and my dearest, bestest, most wonderful, most beautiful woman, 
bestest friend ever is in charge of Mother's Day's flowers, number one out of 50-some-odd stores, and she is going to be busy. So when she brings that home, it's my job to support her, and then I'm supporting you guys, and you can understand <laughs> if I have a few moments. Okay? Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. A little little grace coming up might be a great idea for everybody. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? I'm doing good, Gary. How are you doing? Well, I'd rather you be making it than not making it. So I'm just saying that as the honest truth. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that you call in because I'm praying for you on a regular basis. And I know you're praying for us. But it's nice. It's nice to hear from you. I like to hear from you. You're welcome. All right, here we go. Pretty straightforward, not overly complex. Uh, what name did the Israelites give to the bread from heaven? That is correct, sir! Now, here's that sub-question. Do you know what manna means? You know what it means? It means, what is it? That's what it means. They're like, what is it? That's what manna means. And so when the children of Israel, when we grew up, we had to do the manish tanah, which is why are there four questions? Like, what's going on here? It's like they didn't quite get what was going on. That's why they named it manna. Manna for what is it? Because they didn't know. They were getting bread from heaven. Isn't that cool? It's awesome. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. Excellent job, my brother. I really appreciate it. All right, thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye. All right, we'll go a little long on this because there's no way I can get back into the teaching, get everything done because, you know what, it's Fun Day Monday. Just have a good time. Relax. All right, let's pick it up. Uh, there's one thing I do want to say because it's a really good point, and I think these are the kind of things I don't want us to miss because we're going to start shooting through Nehemiah with bigger portions. But before we get to that, and anyway, I'm going to do some of that today. Uh, but I want you to hear this. In chapter 7 of Nehemiah, verse 1, After the wall was finished, I had hung the doors and the gate, and the gate uh, keepers, singers, and the Levites were appointed. I gave responsibility of governing Jerusalem to my brother, uh, along with Hananiah, the commander of the fortress, for he was a faithful man who feared God more than most. So I just want to stop there because that's an important part for you and I. Look, we have people in our lives that are uh, important on, on multiple levels. But you know in your life when you've got something going on, who you go to, who's your go-to person. Okay, that you can count on them to pray for you right away, that you can count on them to, to talk or to get some counsel or, or just get feedback or whatever the case may be. You know who's favorite. You're not, why I'm saying this is I, I, I get a little weary. You know, we're not stupid. We know who's a good person to go to and who's not a good person to go to. If you don't have somebody to go to, I'm going to tell you what to do. Become somebody to go to and the lord will bring you somebody to go to if you want to have a person in your life that you feel is a confident there's absolutely nothing wrong with that uh bible says in fact the opposite uh, about an unfaithful man an unfaithful man is like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint that's when you give a task to somebody and you know eh, it's never gonna do it. 
It's just not going to happen, right? But so, And some of us have people. I've got people from the show, from my life. I mean, from, from being alive and from being a Christian for 43 years, i got people in my life that I uh, call upon, talk to, drop things at, ask them to help. i got really faithful people. They're always diligent. They always follow up. They want to know how things are going. I love that, okay? If you don't have anybody that you can go to, become that person for other people and God will bring somebody to you that you can rely on. That is the way it is. If you want to be uh, somebody engulfed by great quality faithful people, be that great quality faithful person. And the Lord will bless you in that. And when a man refreshes another man, he himself becomes refreshed. The principle is that as you put out, we talked about it last week on Wednesday, to the merciful, I will show myself merciful. God will provide you that person to go to, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a group of people, whatever it is. Be that if you don't have that going on, and God will bring that into your life. Isn't that, that's just, okay, solid, got it. Gotcha, Dave. Okay, great. Fun day Monday. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, he reached down and What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. So in this position, I have the opportunity to interview people and have so for the last five years from all across the range of Christianity, uh, from, from authors and from actors and musicians. We are about to have an opportunity we've never had on this show. We actually have Lee Strobel on the phone with us. It was 19 years ago, I believe, this September 1st, where his book came out, The Case for Christ. If you're Jewish like I am and then became a Christian, that was when you went, oy vey. This book was a life changer for many, and now it's a movie. Lee, are you there on the phone with us? I am, David. How you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic. 
thrilled to have you on the show. It's Thank my you. privilege. I'm just, I just we got to start. I know they give you a list of questions just so you can know, Lee. I never use them. So, uh, good for you. <laughs> it's like, come on. I want to tell you, we're brothers here yeah, in the Lord. Talk to me. First of all, you wrote this book, The Case for Christ. Let's first talk about the writing of the book, and then we'll talk about that connection to the movie. Why did you write this book? Well, I didn't start out to to do that. I mean, um, I was an atheist. My wife became a Christian. So in order to try to rescue her from this Christian cult, I uh, decided to use my journalism training and legal training and uh, disprove Christianity to um, show that the resurrection never really happened. Uh, of course, I ended up coming to the opposite conclusion and ended up coming to faith. But I, I, I did this investigation for my own edification, for my own education, not because I wanted to write a book. And then it was actually later my wife said to me, hey, you ought to write a book about that. I said, really? She said, sure. So uh, that's how the book came about. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where Captain Chris and I are trying to do math. And we're just not very good at it, I I feel in my heart. I, I, yeah, let, speak for yourself. Okay. So it's, 70, it's 72 hours. How many hours is it between the Friday show and the Monday show? 72. 70 and a half. So it'd be 70 and a half, but really three minutes less that. Right. So it'd be 70 hours and 27 minutes. Technically. That's never going to be on the show. I'm just telling you right now. That is way too much for, for me to remember. I'm sorry, folks. Here you go. Here is your trivia question. Who gave the pin this? Okay, play the horn. You shouldn't have to, but play the horn. Who gave the patriarch Jacob the name Israel? Okay, there you go. That's the... That's the big question. Who gave the patriarch Jacob the name Israel? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We had a great call from Gary, great call from Mark. Very happy, very happy. Uh, So we're just rocking and rolling, moving things along. Uh, that and I will say right now, Eric has struck first. Which is usually it's Joanne and Cordelia that are striking first, but you know, that, this is an Eric struck first moment, uh, and that's not that much of a surprise, by the way. They always come in like within a second of each other. Who give the patriarch Jacob the name Israel? If you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three. Send an email, David at he must increase dot org. I got two jokes. Ready? Okay. One get is, the buzzer warmed up. <laughs> okay, one of them you're gonna hit the buzzer on. The first one has its, uh, what's the word we're looking for? You have to fit. The, the other one's really, really good, okay? <clears throat> the first one, the, 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 the second one, the first one you have to listen or you're going to miss it, okay? I'm serious. You really have to listen to every word or you'll completely miss it. A priest, a pastor, and a rabbit. Walk 
into a blood donation clinic. The nurse asks the rabbit, what is your blood type? The rabbit responded, I'm probably a type O. <laughs> you see, because it should have been a priest, a pastor, and a rabbi. Instead, it was a rabbit. You see? You're not telling me that's not funny? <laughs> it's so bad, it's funny. <laughs> I know. A priest, a pastor, and a rabbit walk into a blood donation. What kind of blood type? Probably a type O. Type O. Oh, come on, folks. If you can't laugh at that, I... I okay, fine. <clears throat> uh, priest was talking to uh, his uh, 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 parishioner, Kevin, and uh, uh, he's listening. The priest said, so, Kevin, where are you from? Boston, Kevin answered. Then Kevin decided to ask his spiritual director an important question. He said, Father, what would you say is the most important part of spiritual direction? Well, that's easy, answered the priest. It's, it's listening. Listening is the key to being a good spiritual director. Well, thanks, Father. That really helps. That's what Kevin said. Then the priest said, so, Kevin, where are you from? Folks, they don't get better. <laughs> it's Monday. It's fun day Monday. Might as well just get with it. That's the best you're going to do. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All right, here we go. Uh, here is a fascinating portion in Scripture, and I just I love these little things that pop up in Scripture that sometimes we miss. So uh, anything else we got to cover? We can just go right from there. Uh, let's see. We prayed for Ukraine and for the U.S. We've got to pray for the audience. So we do need to remember to do that, so please remind me. Uh, here's uh, something that's in Nehemiah 6, uh, picking it up uh, at verse – oh, let's see. This is in verse – Actually, it's Nehemiah 7. I'm sorry. Uh, I said to them, do not leave the gates open during the hottest part of the day. And while the gatekeepers are still on duty, have them shut uh, and bar the doors. Appoint the residents to act as guards. Everyone on a regular watch. Uh, so people will serve at their regular posts and some in front of their own homes. At that time, the city was large and spacious, but the population was small with only a few houses scattered throughout the city. So my God gave me the idea to call together all the leaders of the city along with the ordinary citizens in regist for registration. In other words, here's Nehemiah, and he's trying to fix a situation, a problem. And the problem is... They've got the city. They've got the walls up. They've got it built. They've got the protection going. Everybody who thinks that walls are bad should just throw your Bible out because you don't apparently have no knowledge of what the Bible is saying. So the wall is there. And then Nehemiah is like, hmm, we've got a lot of space and a lot of area, but we only have a few people. Hmm. I need to come up with a solution to bring this into a fuller place so that there can be more people. We can have more guards. There can be more activity. There can be more commerce, all this stuff. Hmm. What should I do? And the Lord gives him the idea. And what I want to 
point out or what I want to bring to you is you have situations, circumstances that you need a good idea for. Boy, I need to have a good idea for this. I don't even know how to handle this. And it's sad for me to even teach this in a sense, but nobody has better ideas than God. And so when you have a situation and you're not sure how to handle it, ask God to give you an idea. <laughs> in other words, the Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men generously and without finding fault. A great way to understand that is that God gives to us generous, generously when we're seeking wisdom. He doesn't do it based on our fault systems. If he wanted to pick us apart, he could, and everybody knows that. But if you're humble enough and, and of right spirit and you ask God for help, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men generously without finding fault. The Lord will respond to you. That's wonderful. And if you need a great idea and you're thinking, well, I, I don't know if there'll be a biblical passage. It doesn't say it has to be a biblical passage that God's going to give you. God can just give you a great idea. And so you think, well, what are you trying to talk about in my regular part of my life? Yes. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You mean a, a great idea and like the things that I do in life? Yes, it doesn't say if any of you lacks biblical wisdom. It doesn't say if any of you lacks spiritual teaching wisdom. It says if any of you lacks wisdom, you don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm just I'm lost on this. I don't even know what. Ask God for help. He gives people ideas. And that's not only is that not uh, is that is it not wrong? It is much more favorable if God gives you an idea and you're doing something in partnership with God, your faith level is better. You probably will know it's more from God than from you when you come up with the idea and you think, yeah, I never could have come up with that. <laughs> you already know what's going on. The Lord's already working in you and you're already aware. That's way beyond me. And I've, I, I think I've done a thousand things that are way beyond me. And it's because God is giving me the ideas or partnering. And then I've done a thousand ideas without him. And I, I, I would almost tell you every one of those has just been the biggest dud ever. Do it in partnership with God, whatever you're lacking, whatever you need, whatever direction you need to go, whatever you need insight for, whatever it is you're facing. It can be spiritual and it cannot be the big spiritual moment. I understand that this has to do with the children of Israel. It has to do with the rebuilding of the wall. It has to do with the temple. It has to do with the people of God. But he needed to have a good idea. God gave him one. Guess what you can't, you ain't going to get if you don't ask. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be answered. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be full. That's what he wants you to do. He wants that partnership with you. He loves you. He wants to do it with us. Okay? All right, we'll take a break and come back. Uh, trivia question. Well, uh, trivia question was, uh, who gave the patriarch Jacob the name Israel? And the answer is God. God gave him the name. See, God said, uh, your new name. Yeah, there it is. And once God gives you a name, Good, good. Go with that. Go with that. Okay? All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. 
People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? Then he says this, don't be afraid. Why should you not be afraid? Because what fear does is immobilizes a person, stops them from moving forward, and it also eats away at faith. Fear has this way. It's kind of like if you think of faith as—I'll uh, do this now—as a uh, uh, chocolate ice cream that has peanut butter in it. Okay, uh, that's faith. Okay, fear is like somebody drilling a hole underneath and then taking a little spoon and then pulling some of that faith down, a little scoop by scoop by scoop by scoop. And you don't want your faith reduced because God requires faith to us to engage with Him in. That's His requirement. That's the vehicle by which he has chosen to engage with humanity. You don't think God could have said, it's me, you're going to believe, or I'm going to turn you into a fish. I mean, you don't think God could have done that? But he chose the vehicle of faith because that's what he wanted from those that would come to him. A confidence, an assurance in the goodness of God. So Jesus, the first thing he says, ignore it, don't be afraid of it, and then he does this one radically crazy, nutsy, cuckoo line, just believe. And we use that in movies and in books and in fairy tales and all that stuff. We're not talking about any of that stuff. This is believing, looking at a situation just like Abraham did, just like we talked yesterday, how Abraham looked at the circumstance, didn't deny he was old, didn't deny he was past childbearing, and said, I'm just going to believe God anyway. Uh, that attitude of just believe, it's taking a stand in the framework of your faith that says, I'm not moving. I'm, here I am. Call me Bulldog. I'm right here. I'm not going nowhere. My faith is solid. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's a Bulldog. Call me Bulldog. <laughs> My son had a Bulldog, I just want to say. He was not a great dog. I just <laughs> but he's stubborn. Yeah, that's that's not. Uh here is your trivia question. What does the name Ichabod mean? And for those who are sitting there thinking, well, that was a Charles Dickens story, it was just a <clears throat> biblical name. Okay, before Charles Dickens wrote a story. 
Ichabod. What does Ichabod mean? For those that are familiar with 1 Samuel, you should know this is the name that was given uh, as uh, one of Eli's son's wife. She was giving birth. Okay? All right. Joanne and Cordelia stepping it right back up. They don't want to be. They don't want to be second in that. They're just right there. Good job, ladies. Okay. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Here, of course, is where we also send you to the website. The reason that we want to do that is for you to be aware. There's always different stuff I'm putting on the website. So I'm telling you, if you've not gone there for a while, there's probably links you're like going, you're going to be like going, what? What? It's a free gift up there. There's a second free gift up there. There's people are like, well, all, all gifts are free. No. And the internet, when you say it's a free gift, usually you have to give your, uh, email or you have to give some information okay and ours you could just click on the link and have it there's that's free that's a free gift see that's different you see how that's different than the other okay so we're going to send you to the that's it that's why it's called a free gift um and we're going to send you to the website don't forget about the finances we need as much help as you can pull together okay i mean that's the, the reality check and I need you because I count on you to be praying for the audience because there's people out there that are hurting, man. They need help, and you are an answer for them, especially if we are aware, just like we're supposed to be in our DNA, if we will be in the A part, always be ready to serve if we are aware and are willing to serve. Just joining them in prayer is a major component, and people would love that. You'd love it for yourself, right? Of course. So let's send you to the website, and then we'll take the caller on the trivia question. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That's it? That's it? Ay, ay, ay. That's way too short. You're going to have to do something about these. we got to add, like, stuff into them. I don't know. we got to figure it out. All right, somebody is ready to answer the trivia question. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, Jesse. How are you? All right, here you go. This is a classic question, really important. What does the name Ichabod mean? The glory of the Lord has departed, but that's going to be it. You're right. And that, I got to tell you, that is a is a momentous situation. That's when Israel had sinned so far, and the Lord said, you know what? I'm not too happy with you guys. And, the, and that she gave birth and named him Ichabod. The glory of the Lord has departed because they were getting hammered. And that's what happens when you rebel against the Lord and don't honor him, and you just keep doing that. Fortunately for us as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, but, boy, we can really hinder the flow of that glory in our lives. We can hinder the, that flow just by being way too fleshly and way too sinful. So great job, man. Did you know that right away? Oh, excellent work. Very, very good. I appreciate it so much. All right. Shalom, brother. All right. There you go. Uh, so we did that. We did that. What we didn't do. We didn't do history. There's always something we got to do, right? 
I'm working on it. Don't forget, by the way, to uh, – oh, I can't wait to tell this story. See, you know how we told part two on Friday of uh, the – when I started telling you about what happened at the church that we went to that went to a Christian cult? I'm not kidding you. This actually happened. This girl who was at the church who I knew, her and her husband, she had walked up to the church and the Lord had spoken to her. So they had talked to me afterwards, like a couple of weeks afterwards, and she says, what does Ichabod mean? I was like, yeah, was a <laughs> That was a very long conversation, right? And that's when the church went from a church to like a cult. I was like, wow. Okay, anyway, uh, let's do history real fast. Let's go All right, a couple of things that will not work great uh, on this history day. It's Brothers and Sisters Day. Okay, that's, that's no problem with that. National Truffle Day. Oh, that's fine. Truffles are fine. Uh, great Lakes Awareness Day. It's only good because I have that Michigan connection from Detroit. I am aware of the Great Lakes. Yeah, they are there. They are great. And they are lakes. Uh, here's the one I can't figure out, so you guys can work this out with me. It's National Play Your Ukulele Day. You don't have a ukulele? I want to know any nation where everybody has a ukulele. I would move there right now. Every person in the whole country. Well, it's National Player Ukulele Day. <laughs> I have two. I'll lend you one. Okay. That's what I need. I need a ukulele. <laughs> Thank you very much. I I feel ukulele-less. Okay. It's World Tuna Day. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like tuna. So I mean, and then I like sushi tuna, and I just like tuna. So sorry. Uh, 1885 on this day, Good Housekeeping magazine went on sale for the first time. Uh, also on this day, this is amazing. In 1912, the first airplane ever to take off from the deck of a moving ship took place. Uh, it was on the Hibernia. Uh, it was it was Lieutenant Sampson. He became the first British pilot to take off from a ship. I did not know that. Uh, 1932 on this day, Jack Benny, the legendary comedian Jack Benny, performed his first radio program. He's probably a little bit older than you're probably aware of, right? Probably didn't watch a lot of Jack Benny. Didn't. Uh, oh, all the time. I love Jack Benny. See, anybody out here who can remember this phrase will know exactly what I'm saying. Oh, Rochester. Rochester. Okay. Let's just leave that there. And then on this day in 2011, Osama bin Laden was killed. Uh, Saudi-born terrorist is killed in Pakistan by United States military special operation. Okay? Okay. Good enough. <clears throat> so we did that. We did that. We did that. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I'm just going to see if I can do this without getting really weird on it. So this is going to be a little political, and the last section will be much more spiritual, but you have to cover what's in the book. I can't change what's in the book. In this point in Nehemiah, there is a question, and I'll, I'll just tell you— uh, what he says in Nehemiah chapter 7, verse 61-62, uh, however, they could not prove that they or their families were descendants of Israel. They had lost their genealogy, uh, uh, geneal geneal genealogical records, so they were not allowed to serve as priests. Uh, it was very important for Israel as they were getting reestablished to make sure that the people that were in the leadership for Israel were genuine. Uh, the trouble here is that these people were, were feigning a connection to one of the enemies of Israel. And so Nehemiah was like, ah, you're going to have to prove it. That ain't going to happen. And the reason I bring that up is because in our society today, we have that happening a lot, where people make some kind of declaration that they are something that they are not. 
and people get a ride or get a, an advance on that. So Elizabeth Warren's had quite a bit of problems con- con- conveying that she was an Indian, and her proof was that her mom said, uh, you have a jaw like one. <laughs> so it's like when I was born, my mom said, he looks like an Indian. And then she smacked me for, you know, 17 years, and that was a conversation was never even brought up again. In other words – one thing doesn't lead to the other. And so this Rachel Do- – what's her name? How do you say it for me? Dole? No. Dolezal. Dolezal. So she's like, I'm you know, I'm black. I'm black. And it's like, look, there's, there's nothing wrong with that except she's not. And she's lying. And it's like the point in bringing that up to you guys is that just because somebody comes and claims doesn't mean it's so. And you need to be aware of that. The church needs to be aware of that. People come and claim, oh, oh, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Kill babies. It's like, come on, people. Nobody needs to be a genius to figure out that's ridiculous. It's like absurd. Some of that stuff on on the surface of it. Is just absolutely patently ridiculous. And so when you have people, whether in media, whether in Hollywood, you know, in Hollywood, at least they're acting, you know they're acting, but these certain people, certain players, certain influencers, they're doing it and they're doing this deception on purpose. They're not acting, they're trying to present themselves as something. And it's like, you know what? That's sin. It's wrong. When two people in the early church, Ananias and Sapphira, tried to present themselves as something they weren't, God killed them. New Testament, folks, not Old Testament. It's like, don't know. You know what? God made you. You're fine the way you are. Doesn't matter what the society says. Doesn't matter what the craziness is. You need to be aware that people in the world, of the world, agents of Satan try to present themselves as something beyond what they are. Yeah, well, you need to have a little bit of backing or a little bit of proof. What is it Jesus said? By their fruits, you shall know them. I don't think lying is a good fruit to prove you're a good person. It is a great fruit to prove that you're connected to Satan, but that's about the end of that. All right, we'll take a break and come back. We have one more section. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. 
To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? My guest on the phone today is absolutely no exception and is one of the top tiers. Uh, I want to say welcome to Dr. David Jeremiah from Turning Point. Dr. Jeremiah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be with you. It's great to have you on the show. I was doing a little bit of research, and I just wanted to ask you, because I want to talk about the new book, and I want to talk about the study Bible you just released and Turning Point, but I was going over some of the materials you've done, and I, and I, on my list I have that you've done at this point, and if I'm wrong, correct me, uh, at least 53 books with three New York Times bestsellers and one about to be a fourth New York Times bestseller, 100 Bible study guides, and you sold more than 4 million books. Is that right? Well, you know more about that than I do, but that sounds that sounds probably about right. Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. So everybody who's uh, listening to this uh, uh, broadcast right now certainly, I'm sure, wants to send out their appreciation for you taking the time and committing yourself to this process. I was uh, going through your background, and, and as I was reading it, I understand that you actually accepted the Lord as your uh, Savior when you were 14. Is that right? That's about right. Yeah, that's about how old I was. Yeah. So you were you were young when you came into the faith. Actually, I I really had a head start in many respects because I was born into the family of a pastor, and I heard the gospel many many times and probably had some preliminary experiences before I truly understood it for myself at that age. <clears throat> so I was blessed to be brought up in a Christian home with with the message of the gospel very very familiar to me. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I'm getting ready to offer up the last trivia question. I will ask the question, then we're going to pray for the audience, and then if I don't have a caller, I will give the biggest hint ever. Which child of Leah had a name meaning attached? Which of her children had a name meaning attached? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at he must increase. Dot org. Which child meant or meant the child's name meant attached? Also, leans might be another <clears throat> another definition for that name would be leans. But attached is really the the primary definition. So we're going to take just a second. I just want to pray for the audience. Just want to pray for you guys if that's okay, uh, because I know there's a lot of people that have been hurting, and because uh, I've been getting emails and stuff like that. And so just bear with. And uh, just join your faith with me real quickly. Father, we come before you right now. And Lord, we're a fellowship, a group of believers who entrust ourselves to you and believe that Jesus Christ, you are our Lord and Savior, and that by your sins and your redemption, by your act of love, we have a right standing. 
And we thank you for that. And there's many of us who are listening right now, Lord, that have really challenging things going on physically. And we just ask you, in your graciousness, to bring your healing power into, into the lives of people who are listening right now. That in your graciousness, you would give vitality and a refreshing and a renewing. And that those who are losing hope would not lose hope, but instead would have their hope revived. And that your healing hand would touch them. Now we, We've got all these other needs, but right now I'm just asking you, Lord, to bring your healing power into people's lives and let them know that they've been touched by you. Let them testify that they've been touched by you. Only you can do it. We can't do any of it. So we pray for your help in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, uh, trivia question. So did we, we didn't have an answer on that, so... Uh, okay. All right. So let's do this. Let's uh, offer up the trivia question again, and then I will give you the world's greatest hint ever. Which child of Leia had the name meaning attached? Here's your big hint. I have an animal that has the same name. Aha! If you think you know now, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, and then you can send an email, david at org. That is the way to go about that. Here's what I want to do on this last part of the show. It's really important. I want to talk about Ezra reading the law. We're just now getting to the point where we're almost at Chapter 8. Chapter 8 is where you got the joy of the Lord is our strength and their whole experience. So before we get there, we want to <clears throat> we want to get there and recognize. <laughs> Eric just gave a very comedic answer. You want to hear Eric's answer? Just real quickly. Bert. Yes, Eric, that is the name of one of my dogs. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm not going to comment to that. Uh, I want to go to... <laughs> Ezra, where he's reading the law. So this is just before chapter 8. So we're in uh, Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah chapter 7. So remember, Ezra and Nehemiah are like one book. Uh, and it says this. Now in mid-autumn, when the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled together as one person at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra the scribe to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given for Israel to obey. This becomes the launching pad for the restoration and the revival and the renewal and the reinvigoration and the re uh, the refreshing that all of the people of Israel are going to get. They have gathered together as one. That's the first thing. And as one, they want to have the law of Moses, which God had given Moses for the people to obey, to be read to them as a unifying factor. So they gather together, they humble their spirits, they yield, they assemble together as one person, and they want the word of God to be declared. This is going to be the catalyst moment for the, the people of Israel to effectively continue in the work, be strengthened, 
to keep going, to be filled with encouragement, to be filled with joy, to be filled with strength. It is right here. And what I want to say to you is how important. I know that what we do in the church is that we say, read your Bible, read your Bible. And I know we do that. And the way it's said, it's so uh, smirky. (laughs) It's like it's terrible. I I would almost tell you, reading, if you don't read it all, is better than nothing. But read the word to hear the voice of God. Read to know what God wants people to do, including yourself. Read so that you and I can be under the authority of the word of God, which will give us direction and his favor and his wisdom. And if we obey his word, he's graciousness. Remember all those cursings and blessings that Moses talked about in the in the passages, how the blessings were there for those who obey and how the cursings were there for those who disobey? It's like, look, it's not complex. The creator of the universe has given us a way to go about things, and we can either say yes and yield or no and rebel. We've already seen what no and rebel does. That happened in the garden and has been happening throughout. But when we say yes and we yield and we surrender to the Lord and his word, it changes our lives. So they got together as one people. And look what the passage says. All the people assembled together as one person. So they, no big eyes and little U's. Oh, this person should teach. This person should lead worship. This should be, this should be, this should be. Stop it. No glory shall ever, no person, no flesh shall ever glory before his presence. No. This is about the Lord. We're one person under him. And being under him, that's the place to be. And having his word in our heart and our mind gives us that refreshing and renewing. The law of the Lord is perfect, able to restore the soul. Some of you are just like, I just exactly what I need is restoration. Take your book called The Bible. Close the door, ask God to speak to you, open it up, and open your ears. And you will find out God still speaks today. That's what you'll find out. How, how important is that? All right. Do we have somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? How you doing, brother? How are you? Okay, now I know you know this, and you have to get this because Eric already gave the wrong answer on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give you the hint. What child of Leia had the name meaning attached, and then it's one of David Spoon's roof, roof animals? Which animal do I have? Not Bert. <laughs> no, he just thinks he's the prince in the household. Uh, <laughs> who who means attached from Leia's kids? Which one is it? Which one sounds like a pair of pants? 
That's right, sir! <laughs> Levi! That's our dust. We have Levi and Bert. <laughs> Eric answered, Eric answered Bert. <laughs> Only you guys could pull that off. That's just too funny. And it means attached, which is so funny because boxer dogs are very, like, they're very attached. Like, they, they really stay super close and connected to the people that, that, that they live with. And so we've always thought that was funny because we named him Levi, and he's, like, so attached. If you go somewhere, he goes. If you go somewhere, he's, he's always with us wherever we go. He's so attached to us. Get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I only got 30 seconds, so give me give me what you got. You got the job? Oh, you got it, brother. I'm so happy to hear. What a blessing to hear. Awesome. Awesome. Keep Keep, all right, God bless. Keep us posted. Uh-huh, bye-bye. Yay, see? When one rejoices, we all rejoice. That's the Christian faith. That's it right there. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break, and then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.